Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Content warning. Check the show notes for more information. It's January 20th, 1982, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Now, I was a child in the 80s, so I will readily admit that I had conflated in my head somewhat Freddy Star Ate My Hamster and Ozzy Osbourne Bites Bat's Head Off. But whereas the former story was confected tabloid twaddle, it really is the case that on this day in 1982, rock star Ozzy Osbourne orally beheaded a bat live on stage in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, and this incident took place in the rather unlikely venue of the Veterans Memorial Auditorium. It's what they would have wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's since changed its name. Don't know if there's any connection. Uh, And it was part of a tour promoting Ozzy's second set of album, Diary of a Madman. And hilariously, the poster of the show warned fans that, quote, eating before the concert is not recommended. (laughs) Yeah, so this sort of answers the question as to why was there a bat on the stage in the first place? And the reason for it is that Osborne already had a reputation for performing weird, gross stunts on stage, lots of them involving raw meat. He would sink his teeth into raw liver. (laughs) Such a weird thing to do, isn't it? Eating liver? I mean, that's something old Jewish women do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had one stage stunt that included a catapult which flung awful into the crowd and word of this device got around. And so concert goers started bringing meat, raw meat, dead animals to throw back at Ozzy. And that was the reason that this 17-year-old boy, Mark Neal, had come to the concert with a dead bat sealed in a plastic bag. His friend had said, bring it along and we can throw it on the stage, which is what he did. And that's the reason there was a bat there in the first place. And as Ozzy wrote in his memoir, I Am Ozzy, immediately though, something felt wrong, very wrong. For a start, my mouth was instantly full of this warm, gloopy liquid with the worst aftertaste you could ever imagine. I could feel it staining my teeth and running down my chin. Then the head in my mouth twitched. Now, Ozzy maintains the bat was still alive, but as Rebecca just said, Mark Neal himself says the bat was dead when he threw it on stage. <laughs> oh, f- me, I thought. I didn't just go and eat a f- bat, did I? It's ironic considering that naysayers have long speculated that the bat was fake, the whole thing was a stunt and mm. Aussies did say that when he initially picked it up he thought it must be a toy and yes, he has gone on to say that it was alive but it certainly, like it almost certainly wasn't because how would you just throw a live bat onto the stage and it, and it not <laughs> move away? I, yeah. In another account I mean yours was gross enough Ollie but in another account he described the sensation of biting the bat's head off as being like tucking into a crunchy wrapped in chamois leather Uh. (laughs) Well, immediately after the concert, he had to go straight to hospital where he got rabies shots, apparently in both buttocks. Rock and roll! (laughs) 
But it's funny, I saw a an interview with uh, Ozzy Osbourne on David Letterman, which was just from a few weeks later, where already word had got out that this had taken place. And this was the thing that Letterman wanted to talk to him about. And throughout the interview, Osbourne looks entirely out of it, to the great frustration of Letterman, who's trying desperately to hold him on topic and get him to talk about this thing, because that's what's going to presumably get people to watch the show. But his question was... Did you know immediately? And Ozzy Osbourne's answer was, well, I've eaten some pretty rough chicken on the road. So <laughs> he was like, he was already making jokes about the fact this was just another disgusting thing that he'd put in his mouth. But it also ties in with another story. And one of the uh, reasons that some people think Mark Neal brought this bat to his uh, stage show in the first place was because when Ozzy Osbourne signed his first record deal uh, starting his solo career after he'd been being kicked out of Black Sabbath for being too drunk and high all the time in 1981. Apparently, he turned up to CBS Records planning uh, to release this bunch of doves as a, as a sort of peculiar uh, sign of peace, he said. Uh, and uh, he was sitting around with these executives and got bored, so the story goes. And was definitely off its tits. Yeah, he'd had an entire bottle of brandy. That's worth mentioning, too. And so he grabbed the closest dove, which had already been released in this sort of symbolic gesture, and bit its head off and then spat it onto the ground with its blood still dripping. Not, not apropos of nothing, Arian. It was also an assault on a woman because there was someone sitting next to him who was boring him, who was this right. woman from the record label. And he yeah. decided that an appropriate thing to say to her would be, do you like animals? Then he leant in, picked up the dove and at her bit this dove's head off. And incidentally, there are photos of this moment. Yeah. It definitely happened, March 27th, 1981. There are photos of him sitting next to the woman, biting the head off. You can see the horrific corpse and actually everyone reacting around him going, oh my God, that is absolutely disgusting. And even <laughs> Osborne himself, who starts out looking almost pleased with himself, is quite soon regretting it, which I can only imagine is what his face did when he bit the bat on stage as well. Yeah, and according to Ozzy's own account, he actually captured and decapitated a second dog presumably while everyone was sitting around in shock about the first dove before he was you know asked to leave which is understandable but it shows the incredible nails of Sharon Arden now of course Sharon Osbourne his wife uh, as his publicist to take that moment she came up with the idea of releasing the doves as a peace offering to take that idea and actually capitalize on it and make him the prince of darkness and put that strap line on the poster saying just when you thought it was safe to go back to a concert. It's a really gaudy way to get people to come to your gig, but she knew how to work with what she had. And she managed to turn this absolute disaster of a press conference mm. where a British star turns up to the polished American offices, the corporate offices of a record label, and massacres <laughs> an animal in front of the press into yeah. the publicity driver that got people to come to his gigs. And even through all of the backlash, because there was backlash. Batlash. Batlash, yeah. Um, <laughs> they still managed to turn it into a positive that has stuck with him so much so that he's now got a load of merchandise connected with bat-related paraphernalia, including in 2019, he launched a limited edition 12-inch bat soft toy with detachable head that you can Velcro on and off. It's currently out of stock on his website, <laughs> but it's being sold on eBay if you're interested for between about 75 and 100 pounds. 
I think that is the only Ozzy Osbourne merchandise that I would want, and I'm including all of his albums in that. So obviously this is one of the shocking rock moments of history. And I was having a look at some of the others. At 1967, The Who were playing on the Smothers Brothers comedy TV show, and they had agreed beforehand that during the performance they would destroy their instruments on stage. But Uh what happened is that Keith Moon secretly stuffed his drum with way too many cherry bombs. And during the performance, the resulting explosion, because he, as the drummer, is sitting up slightly up and behind Pete Townsend singing so this drum explodes forward and Pete Townsend was singed and it caused him permanent hearing loss at the 1992 Reading Festival the all-female rock band L7 were having technical problems during their set and the crowd started jeering them their lead singer Danita Sparks removed her tampon and hurled it into the crowd shouting eat my used tampon (laughs) <laughs> I think that's great that is Good. the correct response to a crowd yeah. at Reading yeah. I mean to clarify at Reading Festival I'm sure the people of Reading are delightful at all other times of not year. at the uh, you know the book festival or anything yeah. <laughs> Alice Cooper had become well known for these really crazy stunts on stage like faking his own decapitation but he actually did a bit of an anti-Aussie he tried to save a chicken that had either been thrown onto <laughs> or wandered onto the stage at an Alice Cooper show in Toronto in 1969 he picked it up and tossed it into the air he said afterwards I'm a city kid I didn't realise that chickens don't really fly and of course the chicken dropped into the audience who apparently dismembered the poor bird in some kind of frenzy well this is a controversial take that Alice Cooper continues to spin to this day suggesting that this chicken just sort of wandered on stage and he just threw it in having absolutely no idea of what was going to you know the fate that was going to befall the, the poor thing once it got off stage and into a mass of you know heavy metal moshing fans it was you know it definitely wasn't going to end well for the chicken even if they hadn't dismembered it you know there was there was going to get trampled minimum to be fair to Cooper though whether or not he'd acted in the knowledge that this might create an incident the incident did turn into a highly publicized rumor that cooper had bitten the head of the chicken and drunk its blood which is highly unfair because he certainly did not do that maybe it was this rumor that cooper had done this which was what would later go on to inspire osborne to do something similar all of which meant that by october 1982 the directors of the auditorium in des moines had decided to quote prohibit concert performers from using, presenting, or in any way making live animals a part of a programme without the consent of management. For the best. Wait, live animals? (laughs) I can get around that one in a heartbeat. (laughs) Maggie's full of dead bats for everybody. (laughs) Tomorrow. Men had the self-discipline to resist, whereas women were all sort of lusty and they had to be controlled by men. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.